Hello, it's Peter Wright and Kathleen Beauvais with another episode of the Yakking Show Business Channel. This is the show where we bring you interesting guests to give you tips and ideas to help you and your business thrive in the interesting times we seem to be heading into. But first, before we bring our guests in, let's introduce Kathleen Beauvais, our co-host. Hi, Kathleen. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Peter. Thank you. And thank you all so very much for tuning into our show. We so appreciate having you. And as you can see, we have two very special guests with us today that we're just so privileged to have. Uh, we welcome Damien Rue, who is the co-founder and CEO of Dreamify, as well as his cohort, Christopher Bradley, who's the product manager uh, working with clients on this game on gamification projects. Um, Dreamify is a gamification platform that helps businesses engage with their customers. So let's just just jump right in here. Can you explain either Christopher or Damien what gamification is all about and how it helps businesses specifically? Yeah. I'll... Yes. Yeah, go for it, Chris. Yeah, yeah. so, um, I mean, I guess, like, a good way to think about it is, like, you know, think how hard people go at the weekends just in, like, sports or the badminton league. You know, games really, like, bring out a lot a lot in people. So the idea of gamification is just applying game-like principles to everyday tasks to, to get more out of people, whether that's in, like, marketing or training. If you make a game out of it, people, people try to win and try to do their best. So whatever you apply it to, it's, you know, probably going to get you much better results. Uh, there's not really a lot that you can't gamify, uh, really. Anything to add on that, Damien? Yeah, no, yeah. Gamification is all about engagement. Uh, so it's about creating uh, interactions. And for businesses, at the end of the day, it's generating, like, positive communication. So that's why we are trying to bring, like, a playful uh, approach to everything mm -hmm. we do. Okay. Sounds good. So you don't have to give us any, give any secrets away. You don't have to mention any brand names, but give us some examples of actual games that you've come up with for some of your clients. Well, I mean, a big thing about Dreamify is it, you know, you, we're letting the clients make their own games. So okay. on the, on the, I mean, okay. Like if you go back sort of, you know, 10, 20 years, you know, if you wanted to build a website, you'd have to get someone that knew how to do it to come in now you can put it together yourself using like mm -hmm. kind of pre, you know, pre-made like templates. And that's, that's kind of what we've got with ours. So we've got all these like tried and tested game engines that clients can go in and customize into their exact needs. But, okay. you know, if they want, we've got our agency services too. So we're there to like consult and like build the games and make sure they're optimized uh, like to the best that they can be. Yeah, okay. and that, that's what, what Chris was saying about uh, the fact that we made uh, game creation easy. So that's our mission, like uh, just like websites, creating games for a brand or for a company uh, a few years ago was still quite reserved to big companies because they, they had the budget for it. But now what, what we wanted, our mission is to make uh, gamification affordable to everyone. So that's why we created a platform where you can reuse uh, game engines, you can reuse uh like pre-made templates and mm -hmm. that's you mm -hmm. uh, ready to launch in a, in a matter of minutes or hours. Wow. And that's really good. Mm -hmm. So can you explain the main objective then for introducing gamification specifically into a marketing strategy? So I'll give you a great example. Like if you think mm -hmm. about kind of where like marketers are operating mostly today, 
think about the attention span and how much competition there is on like TikTok or Instagram reels. People are scrolling. If you're not hooked in five seconds, you're, mm-hmm. you're away. Mm-hmm. So it's like trying to really cut through that noise and like grab people. Like with, with game of particularly with the, the kind of gamification we do. Um, are you familiar with the, the, is it called the pirate metric, Damien? The R framework. Have you guys heard yeah. of that? Yeah, 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 it's the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, acquisition activation. You know, it's a framework where you can uh, you can like run a marketing strategy with all the touch points. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So for 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 acquisition, for example, like someone is just scrolling through, and you come to a game or something that's a little bit more engaging, and it's asking for like interactivity. So it's the way it's pulling you in, and it's it's capturing that attention, but then it's also holding that attention, like it's it's getting someone to stay and then you're you're getting them into your journey and you're taking them to a desired action through using like game mechanisms, whether that, that's uh, you're getting them involved to like solve a puzzle or it's like an instant win game for a chance to like win like a promotional code or something, which go, moving along that framework that moves you from acquisition down, you know, down towards revenue. Um, mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, and, and you, you go through you go through activation as well. So, for, for example, if you take like all those steps, you've got activation. So you grab uh, people's attention with a game. So they start interacting with it. And the difference with a classic medium or classic uh, format is that with a game, you interact with it. It's not like just a passive thing. You know, when mm-hmm. you watch a video or if you look at a picture or if you read a PDF, that's kind of passive. Nothing is happening. But with gamification, that's what we do. Like it's interaction. It's this back and forth that make things a bit more uh, exciting. Uh, so yeah, so that's how to grab people's attention. Then for activation, let's say someone is on a website and they are not sure if they want to buy a product or not. Then with a game, with an instant win game, we could, for example, give away a promo code. But it's not just mm-hmm. like here is your promo code and now you have to buy. It's more like play a game, get a chance to win a promo code. So it's quite playful. So it makes you like involved a bit more with the brand, with the product. And that's how we can activate a prospect and convert it into a customer. And then we've got also like retention, obviously as part of the framework. Mm -hmm. So it's how to keep people engaged and how to create those repeat purchase through games as well. So it can be promo codes, it can be I don't know, like a, a loyalty program during 12 months where each month you've got like interactions. But yeah, it's, it's all about building like the community and uh, yeah, grabbing people's attention uh, all, all, all the time. Oh, so it, it sounds like wow. almost um, recently I was on a, on a website. Uh, it was for makeup and um, it had a little bit of a game where it says spin the wheel and see what discount you can get. Something like that, right? Is what you... Correct. Absolutely. Yeah, we've got a spin the wheel. We've got we've got us like an instant win game mechanic. We've got quite a few a few variations of that on the, on the platform. Yeah. Now, can you give us an example? Other examples of maybe companies that have used this gamification successfully, and and what exactly they can you take us through some examples yeah, of sure. what they've done? So, uh, we you know without going into specifics, for example, like you know we've worked with like sports teams, Ooh. and if you think about like sports fans. They like sports. They like games. You know, they like, mm-hmm. you've got, you kind of got, so it's like, how do you enhance the fan experience? Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, it's kind of like you, you get to make the fans, it's like you, you invite them to like do more than just watch. And, you know, you can get like, whether it's like to like win kit or merchandise or tickets or like hospitality experiences and stuff. You, mm-hmm. I mean, we've got, 
on the on the Drumify platform as well as other like games we've we've got like sports games we've got like a like a football game or a soccer game I guess for you we've got American football too rugby and kind of like more in the works so you know you can you can really tailor them to your exact te- so for example if you were say like an American football team you can take the American football game you can tailor your kit your stadium and you can include like intermediate screens with like videos players etc so it's being used in that way um yeah. just to enhance the fan experience sorry i feel like you were going to jump in there damien yeah no no yeah i was about to, to tell what you said like to to say to talk about fun experience like for example uh halftime or at halftime you could have like a qr code being displayed on a big mm-hmm. screen in the stadium and people could scan the qr code participate to the game for a chance to win maybe like a shirt or a baseball cap or whatever it's on offer you know so it's again like trying to create interactions at every single touch point of the customer journey oh that's fun yes because come to think of it mm. you know, I was trying mm. to I was trying to think what do they mean by gamification exactly how does it how is it applied how is it it's applied and then of course just based on your description I've I've used it right you, it's, the, it's yeah. every it's in more places than you think like, Absolutely. Yeah. I went to the show I went to the movie theater which I hadn't been in quite some time and before the movie started there was an inter you know an interactive game on the screen where it says to pick up your apps and uh, answer these questions for a chance to win a free box of popcorn or something um, that's, yeah. that, that, yeah. that's what we do yeah we've got we've got quite a few customers in the US we are working with uh, uh, Marcus Theaters so that's what they do. They use like our games to to promote yeah, popcorns or new movies every week and things like that. We've got other clients where we do exactly the same. You know, you can even get like a, an ice cream, for example, just by playing a game. So yeah, so that that's so that's gamification for marketing, and the same apply to uh, different sectors. We we are working, for example, with telecom companies, and for them, their, their target is to uh, increase uh, app downloads. Uh, application mobile application downloads so what we do is for example we can give a game you play the game maybe you lose but we tell you if you want one more chance to win download the app, ah, and play the app. okay so okay. that's how okay. you you leverage the the downloads and that's how you increase the the download rates for the app and then when people play in the app that, that's a secret you are talking about secrets that, that's a good secret uh, when people are downloading the app and they play within the app, if they win, we give them their prize. But because they won, they are in a good mood. So that's why we are asking them to rate the app. So on mm-hmm. top of boosting the, the app downloads, we are also increasing the app rating. So, you know, like gamification can really yes. he- help in many different ways. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Difference. Sorry, Peter. I just want to jump in with one more if I can. So I just had another question with respect to revenues. Can you give us examples of companies that have used your system and what impact has that done for their for you know their customer retention as well as revenues? Yeah. Do, do you want me to go, Chris? Yeah. yeah. Uh, we, we've got we have, we've got a really good example with uh, Coty. Coty is the 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 umbrella company for Hugo Hugo Boss, you know, like Adidas perfumes, like all mm-hmm. the fragrances you can find. Uh, Marc Jacobs, you know, like all the fragrances you can find in duty freeze in airports, for example. And what we've done for them is we've we've made a game that was available only in the airports, like everywhere in the world. So when you connect to the Wi-Fi in the airport, you get a banner. You click the banner, you access the game. 
you and you play the game, but to play the game, you have to go in store because the answers are on the shelves. Okay, so it's like asking, for example, what's the shape of the boat of the last uh, Hugo Boss perfume, blah blah. Uh, so you go in store, you find the, sh the bottle, you answer the question. So you've got three questions. So it makes you walk within the duty-free store. And then at the end, you get a promo code. And with this promo code, it's like 30% off if you spend more than uh, $50, for example. And with this, we managed to almost double. So it's like plus 92% in the average basket spend. So it's like doubling the revenues of the company yeah. through yeah. a game and through a promotional code. That is wow. that is brilliant. How cool. it is, see? Wow. Yeah, that is absolutely brilliant. And that that reminds me of way before online stuff, the old scavenger hunt. Remember? Oh, yeah. Where That's you, it. Uh, you would send people out to find things here, there, and in shops, and then they would buy stuff. So wow. That's that's interesting, and and I can see how that would work so well, especially in duty free. Mm -hmm. One question that I, while you guys have been talking, I'm just thinking that let let's use the analogy of um, Super Bowl ads. So I love the Budweiser Clydesdale ads, you know, with those heavy horses that pull a wagon. I don't even know they're still running, but I don't drink beer, right? But I really enjoy, and I'll watch those ads over and over with those horses, and the one had a donkey and as a dog and all. For pure entertainment, is there a danger that if you if you design your games too well, that customers will get so hooked on the game they don't follow through to the call to action and uh, and do what you want them to do, be it sign up or or get a code or buy something? Is there a danger there? Have you got to be careful with that? Yeah, it's like it's like everything. You you have to do it uh, responsibly. It's like drinking beers, you know. So yeah. uh, gamification is the same. You you can push the gamification too far. But, you know, like when, when you know how to do it, and we've been doing it for 50, more than 15 years now, we started back back in 2007. So uh, if you know what you do, it's like everything is like driving a car. You know, you could have an accident, you could shoot sure. someone, but if you know how to drive, everything of will course. be fine. So uh, gamification. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I'm, it's important to always... I can, I can see. The way the way to avoid that is like you whenever you're doing like a gamification, whenever you're working with a client, it's always like what's the what's the goal? You're starting yeah, with sure. the goal and you work from there. Cause that Damien said something once that stuck with me. We're not here to entertain people. Like right. that's kind of a side effect of it. But you know, if you start with the goal, it's you know, the the numbers will work and it, it will you get the occasional person who just is like, Man, I'm really enjoying this game of Connect Four. I'm gonna just keep hammering it. But <laughs> Right. You know, most people are gonna. You know, it's all based on psychology. They're gonna follow the blueprint to, sure. to do, do sure. what you want. Yeah, no, no, I can understand it. So, so leading on from that is another side effect that over and above getting people to do what you want, be that buy or join a list, you you build a huge fan base of, of um, really strong advocates because they've been brought there through a game rather than old style advertising of some sort. So, yeah, okay. Um... Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and yeah, and games. And the good thing with games is that uh, it's just like everything. You have to do it on a regular basis. Sure. So, if you want to develop a fan base, keep people engaged. It's like sending a newsletter. That's an example we use quite uh, often. But you don't send one newsletter per year. You send one, one at least one per month. So, uh, the, with games, is the same. You, you're not gonna. Uh, maybe perform the way you want on the very first campaign. You have to keep going, learn, uh, test and learn, you know, uh, and then from there, you can engage your audience, you can create a community. And the, 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 the best is when people are waiting for the next game. 
So right. that's when you, you yes. realize that you, you've done it. You know? Right. Yeah. Wow. So um, maybe, Christopher, what types of games are better suited to specific types of businesses? So I think the, the better way to think of that is like what types of games are better suited to specific challenges to overcome. Because if mm-hmm. you think about it, like you could have two very different businesses, but they, they both need to do marketing. They both need to incentivize people to, you know, pay attention to their product. Right. Uh, they both need to focus on acquisition, but they've also both got human resources departments. They both need to, you know, attract talent and train talent. So on the, we've talked quite a lot about, you know, the marketing side, but you've got like the instant win mechanics and like the the casual games. Mm-hmm. But then we've also got like, uh, like a lot of, uh, a, a f- we've got a few kind of game engines that can combine multiple games, so like multiple quizzes with like, uh, like content, like video and text. So you can, you can build something there where you can actually train people. So, I mean, if you think about what's important in training someone to do a job, you know, you need, it needs to be immersive, uh, needs to be engaging and it needs to simulate something. So you can pose scenarios and you can sort of let people sort of build their confidence up in something in like quite a safe environment. So, you know, things like we've got, it's, it's called the, the dynamic path where you can basically create like a story and use lots of multiple games to kind of build this longer form kind of more immersive experience mm-hmm. and because you've got their attention for longer and they're working that they're participating they're working their way through a story almost making them like a main character they're just mm-hmm. going to absorb that information a lot more effectively and also you you get for every action someone takes in one of our gamified experiences you get data on it so if you're using these experiences to train people you can see like okay well this person seems to be picking it up really well and obviously you've got to balance that with you know, kind of like their their real life performances and other other elements, but it gives you like a really good guide as to mm-hmm. like how people are performing. Mm. Interesting. What about um, can do you have examples of using games to build up positive PR on at the corporate level or improve image? So we're not talking marketing. We let's say a company Quite that's getting flack for not being environmentally friendly. Let's, let's just put it that way. But they actually are. Is there a potential to use a game to help people, show people that they are doing their bit for the environment? I'm using that as a, purely as an example. Absolutely. So, I mean, you're talking really about kind of um, corporate, like CS, CSR mm. strategy campaigns. Yeah. So, yeah, again, it's it's a similar thing. I mean, you've got – so, I, t- I mean, I talked there about using, like, the dynamic path for, like, internally, like, building people up with HR, but there's no reason why that can't be external-facing as well. Um, uh, Damien, have you got any examples off the top of your head, actually? Yeah, yeah. so it's yeah. like, for example, promoting CSR for a company. So that's something we've done uh, with many customers. So it's a way for them to make their audience, uh, and the audience can be internal, so the staff, but also external, so customers, prospects, uh, so yeah, so that's a way of doing it. But all, we also use it a lot for uh, recruitment. So employer brand, mm-hmm. uh, we've done a campaign for a, a big uh, banking uh, corporate, you know, like a bank, a big bank. And uh, what, what they wanted to do is to uh, make people discover the banking uh, jobs and uh, explain that how good they are and uh, and so on and so on. So what, what we've done is we created a dynamic path made of three steps and each step was unlocked uh, a different week. So it was a three weeks campaign. So mm-hmm. each week you could come back, play a game, learn something, 
But the, the idea behind it was to make people discover the recruitment platform. So you could play the game, you could get points at every single step. But at the end of each step, each week, you were kind of invited to go and discover the recruitment platform, meaning that you could discover all the jobs available and stuff. And at the end, okay. after the three weeks, because you've been accumulating points every week, there was a prize draw for, uh, uh, made from the top 200 or something. And people could win iPads and uh, um, gift cards and things like that. So again, it's a way to tell, look at our industry, look at our company. We've got jobs available, but it's so hard to recruit today that we decided to make it like a gamified experience. Mm -hmm. So you can engage with it, learn about our values, our approach, and take it from there. But at least for the business itself, for the bank, it was really good because it you you kind of feel that they look uh, cool, you know, because they've done mm -hmm. it through gamification, because banking could be quite serious sometimes. Sure. But having this playful approach make them stand out and make them look different. Mm -hmm. Wow. Wow. Gee, all sorts. Yeah. yeah. Carry on, Kathleen. Oh, sorry. Um, okay. I... We're hearing a lot about AI, chat, GPT, and everything else. Is this going to have a big influence on, on gamification? From shortcuts. So, yeah, I mean, basically, like the, the, the Dreamify gamification platform already kind of breaks it down into these simple steps. And then when you add AI to it, it's just going to create all these, like, little shortcuts to make it faster. But then also, from, like, a concept generation point of view, I mean, you're already seeing people putting into like chat GPT for the characteristics of an author and it's, you know, mm -hmm. spitting out short stories in the style of, uh, you know, whoever, you know, you see things like Grammarly imitating people's like writing styles. So by the same token, you could, you know, potentially when you're coming up with a campaign, even on the strategic side, you could be like, well, I like this gamification campaign. How can we apply it to this? Keep going. <laughs> but yeah, but, um, but so like by the virtue of like pattern recognition stuff, it's going to be able to apply and just give like lots of suggestions for like, mm -hmm. this could be a good campaign or this could be a new way to spin this. And it's, you know, a, a big part of gamification as well is coming up with something that's clever and is going to capture people's imagination. And, you know, AI is going to help you just come up with more scenarios and just, you know, you're still going to have to, it still takes a human touch, I think, to pick the mm -hmm. most appropriate one, sure. but it's just, it's going to give you so many more ideas in the bank to, you know, just create something really interesting and to, you know, to keep things fresh and, you know, get them, I guess, get the most mileage out of a good idea. Right. Yeah, for sure. Because if I can just carry on on that, on that line, from what you're saying, um, I could look at your website and look at all sorts of examples of games, but with no experience, I, and, and I'm, you know, I've built my own website, so it wouldn't be too difficult for me to set it up, but I have no idea which would be the most appropriate game or type of game for my type of business. So that's where I would need guys like yourself to to advise me. So AI is not going to change that too much, is it? It's not. I, I don't believe it's going to be too much of a threat for what you do. I think, if anything, it's a perfect partnership, really. I think sure. it's really going to help us. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's just going to yeah. open up more possibilities. Yeah, especially... Sure. Yes especially to do it at scale. I mean, if we yeah. know, because we, we know like some good patterns, so we are able to say, okay, if your goal is to do this, then use this game mechanic, you know, like examples. Right. But if we can train some AI to learn about it and to understand it, then when someone is asking, okay, this is my goal, then we will be able to suggest like good concepts, good ideas. 
And what Chris was saying is it's also go going to uh, fast track the game creation. So it's, I mean, for us, it's a, a new tool in our toolbox to make it even easier and faster. Right. So can mm. you no, very good. talk about the different levels of fun that you refer to on your website, specifically easy fun, hard fun, people fun, serious fun? So, yeah, okay. So the these things were kind of like, I think this was like a model that a video game designer came up with to try and analyze like, what what are people enjoying about these video games? Like, mm -hmm. why are they tapping into them? But, you know, modern gamification is based on the same principles as video games. Like, kind of, if you think about it, each subsequent generation is kind of programmed to enjoy interactive games. Mm -hmm. um, so like the... I guess like the easy fun is kind of like the sort of surface level kind of acquisition. It's like people's curiosity. It's not so much about winning and losing. It's just getting their attention, holding their attention. So that's very much on the marketing side. Then right. like your hard fun kind of like is, you know, more about achievement. Um, you know, so like, again, that comes into play if you're like training people, uh, mm -hmm. possibly even a little bit for recruitment as well, where it's like, you know, like an aptitude test, like got to prove yourself. Mm -hmm. And then like the people fun, that's kind of like, you know, interaction, like sharing experiences. So I guess if you could think about um, like, you could, cause we can, you can gamify like events as well. Like if you want people to explore different booths or different areas of like a facility, mm -hmm. you know, again, we talked about that scavenger hunt, you know, if you have QR codes or like, you know, you can, you also have like little passwords to unlock levels um which you can then so then like people have to like well i've got to go here and figure this out to get in so it just forces them to explore a little bit more mm -hmm. um so that's like your people fun side of it um but also competition as well you can add like leaderboards um and then your like your serious fun that's more like we're talking about like simulation like uh mm -hmm. so again that really i guess comes down to more sort of like hr stuff particularly if you're getting someone to train on like a job where if they were doing it for real and they messed it up, it would be really dangerous. But if you're doing it within a simulation, exploring with the ideas, then there's a certain satisfaction, relaxation that comes from being like, well, I've got, you know, this mm -hmm. many hours in simulation, mm -hmm. like that kind of thing, if, if that makes sense. Well, actually, it, it does, because I think... Yeah. Um, I was in Ireland recently and I, I was just looking online to see if there's any help on how to drive in Ireland coming from, All right. coming from North America, right? And there was a simulator. There's this game that okay. you can, you know, drive through the roundabouts and <laughs> That's exactly did, you, it. did you pass? Did you pass the test? <laughs> Next question. <laughs> All right, <great. laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it was fun. It was, it fun. was fun. Okay. <laughs> so I'm picking up on on your what Christopher said there about um, a gamification tied to events. So I can just imagine an event with with thousands of vendors at, at a big event with all their booths. So you could have uh, a whole lot of companies um, contributing to one game and they would all score on that, right? Mm -hmm. A whole lot of different vendors in, uh, tying in your scavenger hunt idea. And that could benefit the event and the individual vendors at the same time. So, that, yeah, that could be real, real fun. Yeah. Wow, that, wow, wow, wow. That, that's something we've done also for shopping malls. So, for example, a shopping mall was organizing like a scavenger hunt within all yep. the different shops. 
So all the yeah. brands, all the shops were participating. And sometimes you had to go in one, find where the teddy bear was hiding and the teddy bear was hiding in the changing rooms. So you could find the teddy bear. Then you had like a code uh, around his neck. So the code was unlocking the next level. And then you go to the next uh, shop. Next so shop. the shops were not competing. They were together, building sure. like a, a great experience for their customers. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah, that Pokemon. sounds sounds really good. Is it a Pokemon kind of game? Isn't that what That's it's it. Called? That's <laughs> it. Yeah. But developed in a few minutes or a few hours, you know, not, uh, right. not yet. Uh, Peter, I thought you were going to go a different way there, because when you were describing, um, you know, all the different eventers, I was thinking like, because, you know, when you go to those kind of like kind of corporate events, everyone's yeah. like, everyone's competing for that like finite amount of attention yeah and you know everyone your guards kind of up isn't it when you go to them yes but i here's here's what what i thought about i go to that event i'm looking for a new computer but i'm also want to get into gamification for my products right so on in the game that you guys have designed it says well uh, ABC computers have got this really smart new computer. Why don't you go and have a look? And it also says Dreamfire over there at the other side of this big uh, event hall, and they're really good on gamification. So my game says I'm going to get points or a T-shirt, whatever, by going to both. So there's two totally disparate vendors selling totally different types of equipment and services, but because I'm hooked on the game, I'm going to go to both of you, right? So that's where I see it could work on on these sort of events. You strike me as a real yeah. team player. I was going to go in a different direction and say, how do you stand out and crush everyone else and get all the attention yourself? <laughs> Have a big leaderboard at the top and it's like a, it's like a beacon. <laughs> then it's an icebreaker as well. So someone goes and they get a good score and they feel good about it and they see later on, like they're off the leaderboard. They yeah. got to come back. You get that second conversation. Of course. I like, I like your approach as well. It's a lot friendlier than mine. <laughs> no, I like yours too. <laughs> That's really good. So back to your website and you talk about four types of players that you've identified. So I guess you've got the really old people like me who are pretty useless at any modern games. And then you've got young people like all you guys who, who are different levels or, or is that not necessarily what you're identifying with four, so four types of players? That's not something that we've, we've identified and you'll, like uh, I think it's like Bartleby's taxonomy of players that you're referring to. Yeah, and he put content out about. But there's there's quite a few sort of thought leaders in gamification have put out these taxonomies. Like I think Bartleby's is probably the most useful because it just has four players. But it's like if you think about okay. if you think about so gamification, a lot of people think like you make a game of it, people want to win. But then how do you explain games like The Sims? You know where you don't mm -hmm. you just kind of exist. Mm -hmm. um, because not everyone is necessarily competitive, but play is kind of like a universal language. Everyone likes sure. to like participate. So I think like Bartleby is, I think you've got like the, you've got the socializers who are more into like the social aspect of things. Um, you've got the killers who are just purely motivated by winning and like dominating which, their rivals. Um, which you were talking about a few minutes ago, yes. Yeah, I mean, I have not been <laughs> any team sports. I'm like an individual all the way. Um, but um, but yeah, so you've got you've got these different player types, which I think help. Like if you kind of know who you're trying to appeal to, or at least trying to understand why games will appeal to to like certain people, if that makes sense. Right, it does yeah. indeed. But that begs the question that if you're a, if you're a, a huge multinational corporation with a, a huge number of prospective and actual clients, customers in different countries and in different 
demographics for income or age, do you then need more than one type of game to appeal to all of those? That was my next point, because I was about to, to tell exactly the same. It's the, the, the way we approach it is that what we do is uh, we tend to keep things quite generic. So it means it's going to work for everyone. I'll give you an example. We are working a lot with uh, telecom companies. And uh, recently, we just completed a campaign where we've been reaching more than 8 million people in six weeks. Wow. And uh, so it means that the game had to be simple. Because when you've got like 8 million customers, you've got people that are 18 years old and some some that are maybe 80 years old. Yeah, <laughs> so you, sure. you have to cover the range. So doing things like a scratch card game or a spin the wheel or a quiz, it's universal. Every, right. Everyone knows how to scratch or spin a wheel or answer a question. So that's where uh, game, generic concepts in gamifications are most of the time the best ones when you want to reach a wide audience. But then if you've got like a niche or if you've got like a specialist audience, that's why you can go further and implement concepts that are more sure. suited to those people. Wow. Mm -hmm. Good one. Good one. Yeah. Wow. Well, this yeah. is fascinating, fascinating stuff. It has been very fascinating. Unfortunately, we're running out of time, but how do people contact you? Uh, the best would be uh, on LinkedIn. So uh, we are available on LinkedIn to uh, yeah, if you've got any questions. And also, yeah, the main thing is on the, the website, so dreamify.com. So feel free to get there, try the demos, create an account for free, and uh, give it a go. Fantastic. Um, go ahead, Peter. Excellent. All right. Well, we better... I'll leave it with you, Kathleen. All right. Well, thank you, Christopher, Damien. My goodness, we could have gone on for, I think, another hour just having the dis discussion. It's been really, mm. really enlightening, actually. So thank you both for being with us today. We so appreciated having you. And thank you all so very much for tuning in to our show. If anyone is interested in being a guest, please visit us at theyackingshow.com. All you need to do is click on the contacts tab where you will find a short application form, and we would love to hear from you. So until next time, take care, everyone. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Bye.